Jordan Peterson joins Daily Wire Plus the same day Twitter bans him for observing that women actually exist. Plus, the White House and Democrats overstep on abortion. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. It's time to stand up against big tech. Protect your data at expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. There's a lot of awesome news to get to, a lot of interesting stuff to get to. First, let's talk about the fact you're spending too much money on everything right now because Joe Biden's a terrible president. That also includes all of the crazy money that you are now spending on your cell phone coverage. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, these places charge you a premium fee every month for data you don't actually use. You have to stop paying for the things you don't use because that's a dumb thing to do. Instead of paying 89 bucks a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, I'll be honest. I was nervous at first thinking, is the coverage really going to be good? Am I going to drop calls? Am I going to have slow internet? I can tell you firsthand, the 5G service is indeed that good. Switching to Pure Talk is that easy. So listen, if you've been sitting on the fence because... I don't know, maybe you like getting ripped off by those greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every single month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, enter promo code Shapiro, save 50% off your very first month of coverage. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk in less than 10 minutes. It's super simple. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Shapiro right now. Save 50% off your very first month when you do. I did it. I did it for my parents as well. puretalk.com, use promo code Shapiro, 50% off your very first month of coverage. Well, last night, we had a huge event at the Ryman Auditorium here in Nashville, Tennessee. And the big announcement of that, we had a bunch of big announcements. The, the first and foremost announcement is that Daily Wire has now become Daily Wire Plus because we're not just a news and commentary site anymore. We don't just do podcasts. We also now do kids content. That's going to be coming in spring of next year. We do movies, obviously. We announced a partnership that we have with our friends over at Prager University. Dennis Prager is going to be doing an entire series of lectures. It's going to be a, a wonderful master class in the most eternal values Western civilization has to offer. And the biggest announcement of the night, obviously, is that Jordan Peterson has now signed up with Daily Wire Plus. And you can see all sorts of Jordan Peterson stuff there. I'm talking about like his entire archives. I'm talking about every speech that he has ever made, essentially. That brand new podcast, brand new content, exclusive subscriber-only content, a brand new series called Dragons, Monsters, and Men, a four-part series. It's on the website right now. Dragons, Monsters, and Men, about manliness and what it takes to be a man in today's world and how you can become the man that you want to be. Okay, all of that is available right now over at Daily Wire Plus. When you use code PLUS, by the way, you get 35% off your membership. It's an amazing moment for us as a company. We just celebrated our seventh anniversary yesterday of the founding of Daily Wire. We've grown to be a rather large company, and we are extraordinarily proud of what we've accomplished so far, ranging from What is a Woman by Matt Walsh to Candace Owens' new documentary to the podcast that we produce here every single day. But this is a step in an entirely new direction, and honestly, I'm ecstatic to be associated with Jordan Peterson. I've known Jordan for years at this point, going all the way back to when we met at a conference in Canada, and he was recommending me books by Jung, and, um, and Jordan and I have become close friends, and I am just, I'm more than excited to have Jordan aboard. Now, the reason that I mention this is not just because you should go subscribe today and become a member over at Daily Wire Plus. You should. I mean, you should take your money away from places like Disney Plus that hate your values and give it to places that don't hate your values so we can produce the content that you want to see and get that content out to millions more people. It's not just because of that. It's because Jordan is a perfect example of a person who has now been basically thrown out of the room by the progressive left for the crime of observing reality. And that group is growing ever larger. That group isn't relegated to Jordan Peterson, obviously. It's not relegated to people who consider themselves conservative. And Jordan, I'm not sure, considers himself a conservative. And there are just too many people who have now been cast out into the wilderness. I'm talking about people ranging from Neil Ferguson to Barry Weiss. I'm talking about people ranging from Bill Maher to Joe Rogan. Right? There are all sorts of people who are being thrown out of the common conversation because the left has decided that it alone will dictate the terms of the conversation. The best example of this was just yesterday, just before the announcement by Daily Wire that we were switching to Daily Wire Plus and that Jordan will be joining us here at Daily Wire Plus again. Super excited, man. I, I'm just pumped, really pumped about it. Right before that, literally just hours before that, Jordan found out that he had been barred from Twitter. Now, why would Jordan Peterson be barred from Twitter? After all, you're talking about one of the most popular authors and speakers and lecturers and psychologists on planet Earth. Okay, Jordan is not just famous in the United States. He's Canadian. He's, he's famous internationally. He's famous in Canada. He's famous throughout Europe. He does a lecture tour that, frankly, would exhaust any other human being. And yet now, he has been barred from tweeting. What was his great sin? His great sin is that he tweeted out about Elliot Page. Quote, remember when pride was a sin? And Ellen Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician. 
Now, he tweeted that out on June 22nd. It is now June 30th. So they waited for over a week to ban Jordan for that tweet. There's literally no way to express the thought that Elliot Page is a biological woman who was named Ellen Page when she had her breasts removed by a surgeon who somehow thinks that this makes Ellen Page into a man named Elliot Page. There's no way to express that thought other than the way that Jordan expressed it. Let me read the thought again. Okay, he said, Ellen Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician. That is factually true. She is a biological female. She had her breasts removed. Her name was Ellen. It is now Elliot because she changed it. Okay, we, but, but now we are expected to not see the evidence of our own eyes. And if we see the evidence of our own eyes, we are expected to be thrown out into the cornfield somewhere. I remember when the, the whole Ellen Elliot page, the news broke that she had decided that she was no longer a lesbian woman. She started off as a straight woman, then she was a bisexual woman, then she was a lesbian woman, and now she's a transgender man who likes women, I, I assume. The, the evolution of Ellen into Elliot, when she, because I only use biological pronouns on the show because those are the only ones that actually carry actual content as to information that you would need to know in the real world. When Elliot Page, I'll call her by her new name, when Elliot Page decided that Elliot Page was no longer Ellen, but was now Elliot, when that happened, just as when Ron Artest called himself Meta World Peace, you can change your name legally, you can't change your sex, that's ridiculous. When Ellen Page became Elliot Page, the media ran headlines like, Elliot Page, star of Juno, says he is transgender man. It was completely self-contradictory. There was no way to garner any sort of valuable information from a headline like that. There's just no way to do it because there is no star of Juno named Elliot Page. When I first read the headline, I remember thinking, was Ellen Page's brother in that movie? But now we've got to retcon everything. The left insists that we violate the boundaries of logic, that we violate the boundaries of biology, that we violate the boundaries of morality. That for God's sake, we violate the boundaries of physics and go back in time. There was never a person named Ellen Page. It was all in your imagination. There was no star of a movie called Inception with Ellen Page. If you don't remember properly, that was actually Elliot Page, and he was in a gay relationship with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, I know you missed all that subtext because it wasn't there, but that's just the way things work now. And if you observe that that is not the case, they will unperson you on places like Twitter. They will delete you. They will attempt to silence you. This is why institutions like Daily Wire Plus exist. It's why we do what we do. Because all of the major institutions of our society, all the cultural centers of our society, decide what that Overton window looks like. And they are gradually narrowing it. And they don't want you to be part of the conversation. They don't want you to be part of the dialogue. Now here, I, I have conversations with pretty much everyone on pretty much every issue. I've had transgender women on my show, like Blair White. I've talked to people who have detransitioned on this show. I've talked to people who are advocates of using pronouns and people who are not advocates of using pronouns. I've talked to people who are far left. I've talked to people who are far right. I'll do that sort of thing because I think that the dialogue ought to be fairly broad. I'm not saying I'll talk to anybody on the show because no one would talk to anybody on the show. But if we are going to have a free exchange of ideas, the, the limits of the Overton window, the limits of acceptable discourse, have to be rather broad. The left doesn't believe that because fundamentally, as Jordan observed last night on stage at the Ryman, the left doesn't believe in free speech. They believe that free speech, the principle, does not exist. Underneath that is a power dynamic. And the power dynamic suggests that if you're allowed to talk, then you will dominate. And so we have to shut you up. It's important that we shut you up. Dialogue is a lie. The only thing that really matters is the compulsory power of whatever institution is in charge. And that's what you see at places like Twitter which will just randomly silence somebody a week after they tweet something without any real excuse. The only thing that matters to the left is the power dynamic. There's another dynamic you should be thinking about. That is the dynamic of your lumbar support in your chair right now. I know you're, you're sitting in one of those not X chair chairs, aren't you? Right? And your back is hurting right now. It's a little achy. You're at the office and you're kind of taking a little bit off just to listen to the show. I get it. You need the best office chair that has ever been created, crafted by the angels high above the earth on a cloud while twanging a harp the X-Chair, it's what you need. X-Chair has made my time at my desk not only more productive, it's honestly my favorite place to sit for any reason at all because not only does X-Chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support offer the ultimate in customized support, my X-Chair can even give me a massage. It can heat up, it can cool down. Now, thanks to the X-Chair's new FS360 armrest, I can even adjust my armrest to the perfect position. All these unique X-Chair features help the hours at my desk fly by in complete comfort, which is why I love my X-Chair. You know, most of us spend a large percentage of our working day flat on our butt in some sort of cheap chair. And then we walk home and our back aches. We just don't feel very good. The X-Chair will change all of that for you. X-Chair prices increase July 11th. So you still have time to get an X-Chair at current prices. Shop now and beat the price increase. Go to xchairshapiro.com. That is the letter X, 
chair, Shapiro, S-H-A-P-I-R-O.com, or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR. X-CHAIR has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance that purchase for as little as 30 bucks a month. That's xchairshapiro.com. They accused Jordan of, quote, promoting violence against, threatening, or harassing other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. This is what they accused Jordan of and then banned him from Twitter. Meanwhile, this movement, this broad ideological movement, is pushing transition of children, which is pagan sacrifice of children to the god Molech. That, that is all that is. When you are talking about transitioning small children, socially transitioning four, five, six-year-olds to the celebration of some weak need, even on the right, when you are talking about that, as fundamental American government policy, we have left the realm of reality behind. We have left the realm of decency behind. So just to take a perfectly obvious example, our brand new historic Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services, Rachel Levine, who is a biological man who says he is a woman, a transgender woman. Levine was speaking at a DNC Pride Month event on Friday and said the following, quote, Gender-affirming care is life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and a critical tool for health care providers. This is amazing. Take a listen. Gender-affirming care is life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and a critical tool for health care providers. As a pediatrician, when it comes to making sure kids are healthy and happy, I know how important care that affirmed someone's true identity can be. This is an amazing thing. So you have the actual federal government of the United States, the most powerful government on the planet, having a man who believes he is a woman explain that it is deeply necessary for small children to have, quote unquote, gender affirming care. The euphemism of gender affirming care, by the way, means that you are supposed to take a four or a five year old who says that they are a member of the opposite sex and immediately start to social transition them. You're immediately you're not supposed to say, you know, you might be confused about sex and your, and your sex because that's kind of normal in small kids because confusion is normal in small kids. But you're a boy. Right? You, you might say you're a girl. You're not. You're a boy. You're not supposed to say that according to the federal government of the United States. You're supposed to say, no, you might actually be a girl. In fact, we are going to treat you as a girl. It is a great good we do when we treat you as a girl, when we start to call you by a girl's name, and when we encourage you to put on dresses, and when we encourage you that as you get older, we should put you on drugs that have long-term impacts, but we'll pretend, we'll pretend they don't. We'll put you on puberty blockers that will affect the, your body for the rest of your life. And then as you get older, we'll pump you full of hormones of the opposite sex in order to create a false puberty. And then we will mutilate you and sterilize you. This is what the federal government of the United States is encouraging actively. And they say this is good. It's an active good. And then they pretend that they're only speaking to the very, very small subset of kids who suffer from gender dysphoria, ignoring the fact, of course, that when you promulgate lies about gender, when you promulgate lies about biology and reality, a lot of people get confused who wouldn't otherwise have been confused because kids are born confused. If you've ever met a child, they are confused. It is your job as an adult to guide them. It is your job as, as an adult to provide them the rules of the road. Because if you don't provide them the rules of the road, they collapse in on themselves. This, by the way, is why, for example, divorce culture has wrecked children because kids need predictability. They need to know that there are solid institutions upon which they can fun, uh, fundamentally found their experimentation. There has to be a center, right? If they're going to move out from the center, they at least have to know that the center exists. The left has exploded the center and said the kids are supposed to be transitioned at the age of two. I mean, you, there's an honest to God segment on Fox News. We talked about it at length just a couple of weeks ago, celebrating a family that transitioned their daughter into a son and said that, that she was exhibiting signs that she was a boy before she could talk. And this is being celebrated in the mainstream media by the institutions. The institutions of power, they are, they are almost universally directed against the interests of the people that they are supposed to represent and serve. And it's true in every area ranging from the government, certainly to the media, which is dominated by an echo chamber left that never happens to listen to themselves. They have no capacity to listen to themselves. So they say things that are self-contradictory, flatly immoral. They do it all the time without even hearing what they're saying, which is why... A week ago, I can read an article in the Washington Post about a, a woman who had twins. And the Washington Post article is supposed to be how terrible it is that she had twins. And the entire article is actually just a pro-life piece of propaganda because the left can't hear itself. It is not capable of hearing itself. 
And that's how you end up with banks, like the Halifax Bank has now announced it does not want you to use their services if you are not in favor of using preferred pronouns. According to the UK Independent, Halifax Bank told customers they can close their accounts if they don't like its values following a Twitter row over the staff, including gender pronouns on their name tags. The company posted a photo of a staff member wearing a name tag, Gemma, followed by she, her, hers. The tweet said, pronouns matter. And somebody responded and said, this person doesn't need pronouns. You can tell by the name Gemma that it's she, her, hers. And the Halifax Bank then proceeded to tweet back, if you disagree with our values, you are welcome to close your account. If you disagree with our values, you're welcome to close your account. I thought your value was to be a bank. I wasn't aware that your value was to be an emissary of PFLAG or WPATH. I wasn't, I wasn't aware that it was your job to be a propaganda outlet on behalf of the most radical social transformation Western civilization has ever seen. Okay, that is not an exaggeration. When you obliterate sex as a category, when you say it is not only not important, that sex is a biological imposition on the real you, that is the most radical move Western civilization has ever made. You're taking the fundamental basis of all procreation among all mammals, and you are saying not only it doesn't matter, but it's an act of bad. And now you have banks promoting it. Banks. Their job is to lend you money, to give you a mortgage. And now they are promoting, and if you disagree with the value, well, then maybe you shouldn't have a bank account. And by the way, it's a, pretty it's a pretty short step from maybe you shouldn't bank here to maybe you shouldn't bank at all. Maybe you're just, the, the journey from institutions saying they don't want your business to institutions working with government to basically bar you from the public sphere, that's a real short step. That is what the left I presumably would like, some sort of social credit system where if you violate the precepts of their most cherished values, then in the same way that Jordan Peterson is banned from Twitter, in the same way you're banned from using a bank account, you're banned from using your credit card. You've already started to see early instances of this where credit card companies will say, listen, you can't use our credit card if you want to give to this group or that group. You can't use our credit card if you want to buy a gun. You can't use our credit card if you want to do this or that. As long as it violates our policies and our policies are driven by politics, we are no longer a neutral service provider. We're something else. And the media are deeply into this. The media love it because the media are the great drivers of all of this. Well, if it makes you insecure to know that your bank actually doesn't want you to bank there because you don't share your values, let me tell you about something that will make you feel more secure. That is having Ring. Okay, now I know what you're thinking right now. They're the video doorbell company, right? And yes, I mean, they make this amazing video doorbell. It's great. But they do more than that. They now have an entire alarm system. Ring Alarm is an award-winning home security system with available professional monitoring when you subscribe. Best of all, you can easily install it yourself. Ring didn't stop there. They've changed the home security game entirely with Ring Alarm Pro. That's why I've decided to team up with Ring. When it comes to protecting my home, I've gone pro with Ring Alarm Pro. Ring Alarm Pro is a next-level security system. CNET calls Ring Alarm Pro a giant leap for home security after using it. I think they are totally right. Ring combined a home security system and a Wi-Fi router, so this thing helps protect your home and secure your network. So this summer, whether I'm across the country or across town, I know everything at home is protected and connected and that it's going to stay that way. With a Ring Protect Pro subscription, it's a great deal, by the way, I get professional monitoring for the ultimate peace of mind. And if anything happens, professional monitoring will call me and can request emergency services, which means when I'm out on vacation, I don't have to worry anymore because my home is safe. You might not have known it, but it's true. Ring has that award-winning alarm this busy summer season to protect my own home. I've gone pro with Ring Alarm Pro. And hey, I mean, I have a lot more security risk than you do. So if it's good enough for me, it's certainly good enough for you. Head on over to ring.com forward slash Ben. That is ring.com forward slash Ben to get started today. The January 6th hearings have been going on. They've dropped some supposed bombshells. As I discussed yesterday on the show, I think that those bombshells are largely a dud. They, they certainly have not fulfilled the promise of the January 6th committee to show indictable criminal conduct by the former president of the United States. They basically underscored what most people thought about January 6th already. But there is an entire breed of journalism that is just activism now, and it is entirely directed, all of it, it's directed at cudgeling institutions into doing what they want them to do. And so every time there's a controversial public issue, you'll see a bevy of stories from these left-wing media outlets saying the silence of Walmart on abortion is deafening. Where is Dunkin' Donuts on the question of Roe versus Wade? And so now they're doing it with January 6th. There's an article in the New York Times dealbook. And here's what they say. The CEO silence on the January 6th hearings. Some business leaders say they fear retaliation for speaking out. Others point to outrage fatigue. Andrew here says, Andrew Ross Sorkin, who actually wrote this piece. He says... I want to speak with you directly this morning, much as I did after the attack on the U.S. Capitol. After January 6th, corporations across the nation raced to put out news releases condemning the insurrection, as well as the Republican members of Congress who tried to overturn the election results. Many companies pledged to end or pause donating to these politicians. Fast forward to today. 
whatever your politics, yesterday's testimony by a former White House aide about President Donald Trump's actions on January 6th was deeply disturbing. And yet you will most likely hear only one thing from the business community in the coming days. Silence. Why? Well, maybe because, I don't know, they're corporations. And it is not their job to sound off on the political goings-on of the day that have little or no impact on their business. Maybe it's not Disney's job to sound off on whether kids should be indoctrinated with radical gender theory in kindergarten in Florida. Maybe that's not Disney's job. Maybe it's not the job of Major League Baseball to sound off on voter ID laws in Georgia. Maybe it's not the job of the the NCAA to sound off on whether men should be able to go into women's bathrooms in Charlotte, North Carolina. Maybe that's none of their damned business. Maybe they should stick to do what they are doing. And if we hope to have any sort of common institutional framework at all, maybe it's reliant on the fact that the market is open to everybody and that you're not discriminating amongst your customers based on your view of their views and that you are not a governmental actor. But the left wants every institution to mirror its own priorities. And so Andrew Ross Sorkin is now asking every corporation in America. You have a, you have a local Xerox shop down the, down the street. You, they have, I need to know their thoughts on January 6th, today. You got, I got local bank, you got a local or regional bank. I need to know their thoughts on whether Elliot Page is a man or a woman before I bank there. And if they refuse to do that, if they refuse, then I will put them in the pages of the New York Times and I will drive down their stock prices because I will ask them whether they are compliant with the ESG protocols of the stock market. This is the goal of the left. This is the goal. Andrew Ross already says, I've been spending the past several days at the Aspen Ideas Festival. Okay, the Aspen Ideas Festival is one of these gatherings of the she-she, extraordinarily wealthy, mostly high IQ people who run institutions and who have an overweening sense of their own self-importance. I mean, it's, 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 these places are astonishing. And there will be a lot of people who are very bright and who believe because they are bright in their particular industry, this gives them the street cred to basically run everybody else's life. So Andrew Ross Sorkin says, I've been spending the past several days at the Aspen Ideas Festival asking chief executives and other leaders that very question. What I hear again and again is that the business community and perhaps the public at large has outrage fatigue. But there's something else happening too. Those who do want to speak out are concerned about retaliation from public officials and a significant portion of the public in ways they weren't a year and a half ago. Well, yeah, correct. That's right. Because it turns out if you play stupid games, you will win stupid prizes. That is a good thing. I want these corporations to go back to doing what they do making stuff I want to buy, providing services I want to use. Isn't that their mandate? When did it become the mandate of CVS to decide how I should think on tax policy? When did this become their mandate? But Andrew Ross Sorkin says, here's my question for business leaders. After years of talking about moral courage, where is yours? Where is yours? Okay, this, this is the goal of the left. The goal of the left is to take whatever its preferred moral precepts and ram them down every institution. And most institutions are too cowardly to fight back. Most institutions are perfectly willing to bend over for all of this. And let me just say, we here at Daily Wire Plus are not. We are not willing to do that. And that's the unifying feature of Daily Wire Plus. We'll have people on Daily Wire Plus, I'm sure, in the coming years who disagree with me strenuously on a wide variety of topics. But the one thing they will not disagree about is that it is very important that we have public conversations about important topics and not ram down our views via the corporate mechanism by discriminating against our customers. I mean, this is, this is madness. But all of this is part and parcel of an increasing leftist belief that they can cram down whatever they want on everybody else. How else do you end up with a major American political party endorsing the idea of transing the kids? How do you end up with the biggest institutions in media pushing radical agendas ranging from transgenderism to on-demand on abortion up to and past point of birth. I mean, how do you do that? The answer is you live in a chamber of your own making. You live in an, an echo chamber of your own making. And because of that echo chamber, I think that the, the media, I think the Democrats, I think that these corporations, I think that they are so bubbled off from the rest of the American public, they have no idea the kind of cruising for a bruising that they have been creating for themselves. Echo chambers are dangerous to political parties. They are dangerous to businesses as well. The best thing for your business is to make sure that you're constantly bringing in new, awesome people. So you get outside that echo chamber and you increase the possibilities for your business. This is one of the reasons we use ZipRecruiter here at Daily Wire. Outstanding talent is crucial for a successful business. If you're hiring, you can find talent for roles like these, like hotel concierge or tour guide or charismatic bartender or friendly souvenir gift shop. Like there are lots of jobs out there that need to be filled. 
When you try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DailyWire, you can fill those jobs quickly and easily. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidate up with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within day one. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 1, 2022. So, Travel to this easy-to-remember web destination, ZipRecruiter.com slash DailyWire. That's where you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. ZipRecruiter is indeed the smartest way to hire. Go check them out right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash DailyWire. The backlash is coming, and it's coming strong, and I'm here for it because it is well-deserved. Take the issue of abortion, for example. So, according to Breitbart today, the White House responded to the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade, Charlie Spearing, Good Reporter, by promoting a website advising children how to hide their abortions from their parents. This is how radical this White House is. Now, who thinks this is politically smart? Seriously, let's say that you're, you're the White House and you say, listen, those pro-lifers, their, their policies are too radical for the American people. People aren't going to like it. And people in general, by the polls, it shows that people want very significant restrictions on abortion in the last trimester. They want fairly significant restrictions in the second trimester, and they don't want as many restrictions in the first trimester. If you had to take sort of a consensus poll of Americans with regard to abortion, that is what the polls show. And Republicans are too pro-life. They're trying to ban abortion across the board. So we're going to take the political middle, and we're going to say some restrictions, but not all restrictions. But that's not what the White House is doing. The White House is pushing abortion on demand to the point where they are now promoting websites to kids, telling them to hide their abortions from their parents. The Department of Health and Human Services, same department that is being run by people like Rachel Levine, who says it's good to trans the kids. The Department of Health and Human Services advised in a published release to the press that was promoted by the White House, quote, if you need information on your state's laws or legal help, you may consider this website, abortionfinder.org. The website informs children 15 years old or younger that parental requirement laws demand that parents and guardians must be involved with the decision to have an abortion. If you need to avoid involving a parent or guardian, contact the if when, how judicial bypass helpline for information about getting a judicial bypass, the website advises. The website was recently assembled by abortion supporters to simplify the process for people to get abortions. The organizers wrote on their website, we made abortion finder because we saw firsthand that for too many people, the process of figuring out where and how to get an abortion is confusing, complicated, and overwhelming. The website also offers advice on how to prepare for an abortion, what to bring, what to expect, how to physically recover from the procedure. So, your elected White House is now promoting a website that tells kids about the legal process for preventing their parents from knowing about their abortions. Hey, this sort of radicalism is completely disconnected from the American public, but it's not going to stop people from attempting to implement it. I mean, for example, Elizabeth Warren, I mean, the, the measures that Democrats are talking about taking here are truly amazing. So you've got Elizabeth Warren out there saying that what we actually should do is we should turn national parks into abortion land. Yellowstone will now be abortion land. Here is Elizabeth Warren. Amazing stuff. I also think at this moment, the federal government needs to be exploring what they can do to make federal lands available to help ensure access to abortion. On federal lands. So every time you go into a national park, maybe you just go into the, the federal building in your local city. There should be an abortion clinic in there, funded by your taxpayer dollars, according to Elizabeth Warren. And they want to use the power of the federal government now to provide direct aid for abortions. Meanwhile, you have the inestimably stupid Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Now, there, there are those who say that she's intelligent but ignorant. I am not in this camp. I, I do not think that, that, that it is possible to uphold that, that view after watching her for, for years. Now, we've covered her antics for a while here. She's a dangerous figure in American politics because she has excellent camera presence, obviously. She also happens to be a deeply stupid human being. So here is AOC saying it's time to open abortion clinics on federal land. Okay, so um, first of all, if you are going to talk about opening abortion clinics in red states, probably the sentence you begin that with should not include the word baby three times. The babiest of the babiest of the baby steps to murder the babies. Really, really important. Let's do it on federal land, gang. Let's just, we'll, we'll open up, I mean, Elizabeth Warren, you know, she probably knows how. We put up some, some tents on federal land and then, we'll, and then we'll have abortions in the tents on federal land and this will cure America of its, it'll purge America of its great evil of trying to save the pre-born. And of course, all of the institutions, the cultural institutions mirror this kind of stuff, which is why you have Stephen Colbert, who is not a late night comic. He's just a bad political commentator. 
You want to talk about ultra-crepidarianism, people getting outside their area of expertise? Stephen Colbert doing political talk? It's like watching a monkey try to screw a basketball. It's just, it's awkward and weird, and he's not good at it. And like, I, this, this used to be a funny human. He did three segments the other night with Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Nary a joke to be found. It was like searching for a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There were no jokes anywhere. It was not possible to find one. But he did have one important thing to say. He wants Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez to run for president. Your cultural arbiter is deciding that ignorant Congress people from deep blue districts in Brooklyn should run for president of the United States because, after all, she does stick her face in a bowl of ice water on Instagram. I know somebody who's going to turn 35 uh, about a month before the election in 2024. And uh, they represent New York's 14th. Uh, is, is that job appealing to you at all? Um, I think that... Theoretically. Uh, listen, I think that we need to focus on keeping a democracy mm-hmm. for anybody to be president in, in the next couple of years. And that's my central focus, is helping the people of this country. Right? So it's possible. So it's possible. I don't know about that. Well, I don't know about I'm that. just here to get you in trouble. <laughs> exactly. Bust out the crazy eyes there, Isaac. Okay. So... Yes, our cultural arbiters would love for AOC, an actual socialist who wants abortion clinics on federal land to be president of the United States and who believes in transing the kids. These people are in an echo chamber and they want institutional power in order to cram this sort of stuff down. And one of the funny things in the aftermath of the overruling of Roe versus Wade is the idea that the reversion of the issue of abortion back to the states is somehow an imposition on democracy. This is something you keep hearing from the left. Democracy is broken. Democracy is broken. And you have Wanda Sykes saying just this. Again, on Stephen Colbert, who is... I think really just late night therapy for libs is like you have a bunch of people who are on the left and they're like, oh my God, you know, I can't afford therapy this week because I don't know, I was busy or I just don't have inflation, you know. So let's turn on Stephen Colbert and I'll lie down on the couch and I'll just unburden myself. So here's Wanda Sykes, another former comedian who left comedy far behind for Clapter instead. <laughs> Here she is explaining that American democracy is at risk because people might get to vote on abortion. You're going to have to explain how that circle is actually a square, Wanda. It just here. sucks, man. It, it it really does. I mean, you know, it's like the the country. It's no longer a democracy, right? I mean, we're it's no, it's no longer majority rule. No, no certainly not right? in the Senate. Certainly yeah. not in the representation it's, of the it's, Supreme it's Court. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's no longer majority rule. And and I mean, it's like the these judges. Can, can we just point just, out for one second here? When she says the country is no longer majority rule, um, you guys have a majority in the Senate. You've been unable to pass basic legislation. You have a majority in the House. And you can't do anything. And as far as the idea that this was ever meant to be majority rule, read a constitution. Read it. I know it's not that long, guys. It's like 5,800 words. It's really not that long, the Constitution of the United States. It has these things that are called checks and balances. It suggests that there is a separation of powers and that these powers are supposed to balance one another. And it's supposed to be hard to do things on the federal level. But again, according to the left, the idea is if I don't get to cram down my particular point of view, democracy is, is in threat. Our institutions are broken unless I get to do exactly what I want. More Wanda Sykes. And, and I mean, it's like the, these judges that just, I, they, they basically lied when they were, you know, being, doing their confirmation hearings, right? Right. And then, no, I mean, no. But it's not just people like Wanda Sykes. You can't expect Wanda Sykes to be a brilliant political commentator because she's not. But Ezra Klein is supposed to be one of the wisest people on the left. And he has a piece in the New York Times today called Dobbs is not the only reason to question the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. Since the Dobbs decision came down, I've heard a lot of liberals lamenting the Republican theft of the Supreme Court. As the story goes, Mitch McConnell stole the majority when he refused to give Merrick Garland so much as a hearing in 2016, holding the vacancy open until Donald Trump took office in 2017. McConnell's justification was his deep commitment to small-D democracy. No seat should be filled in a presidential election year. The people should be given a chance to weigh in. In 2020, he lit that invented principle aflame when he rushed to confirm Amy Coney Barrett to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. McConnell gaslit the nation, but he didn't steal any seats. Nothing he did was against the rules, which is why Democrats found themselves powerless to stop him. Liberals in their anger have too often ignored the logic of McConnell's action. He understood what too many have ignored. America's age of norms is over. This is the age of power, and there is a reason for that. Okay, but and the reason for that, of course, is that there has been ideological polarization in the United States, and that ideological polarization has been driven, as he suggests, by the he thinks it's been driven by the right, of course, And he says that the Supreme Court has gone from being undemocratic to being anti-democratic. Well, I mean, did he not notice that the Supreme Court routinely overrules legislation and that is their actual job? 
Speaking of human beings who want to destroy American institutions because he's not getting his way, Joe Biden actually came out and for the first time endorsed the idea of killing the filibuster. So there have been a lot of people on the Democratic side of the aisle since the primaries saying that Joe Biden should kill the filibuster. And he's been resistant to that because in the past, Democrats have made a rather large scale mistake. When they kill the filibuster for a temporary attempt at a political win, it fails in enormous fashion. So for example, like they won't learn their lesson. It's crazy. Harry Reid, you'll recall, tried to kill the judicial filibuster because he felt like Republicans were holding up too many judicial nominees. So he said, we're no longer going to have a filibuster with regard to judicial nominees. And Mitch McConnell said, at the time, you're going to live to regret this. And he did, because then Republicans, with a bare majority, put a bunch of Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court, and those people ended up overturning Roe. So now Joe Biden, being utterly incapable of learning lessons of the past because his neurons no longer fire, the, the wheel is spinning, but the hamster is dead. Because of this, Joe Biden, abroad, by the way, Abroad, this is kind of insurrectiony. Abroad, ripping on America's institutions, ripping on the Supreme Court, ripping on the Senate, and saying, by the way, that now he wants to end the filibuster so they can codify Roe versus Wade. Here was Joe Biden in front of the foreigners explaining it was time to actually kill the filibuster in the United States Senate so as, so as to preserve American democracy. The most important thing to be clear about is we have to change, I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law, and the way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights, it should be, we provide an exception for this, the, except, the require an exception to the filibuster for this action to deal with the Supreme Court decision. Mr. Chabada and filibuster. Okay, so um, just to get this straight, Republicans spent half a century fighting within the boundaries of the law to overturn, rule, to overturn Roe versus Wade at the Supreme Court level. And within five minutes of Dobbs coming down, the president of the United States is calling to kill the filibuster to pass a codification of Roe versus Wade into federal law that is unconstitutional. As I've made clear, it is not possible to codify Roe versus Wade via the federal government. The federal government does not have that sort of power. The only powers the federal government has vis-a-vis -vis the states are powers delegated to the federal government. That does not include the power to regulate the intrastate practices with regard to abortion. That does not exist. And yet Joe Biden is now calling for overthrowing the Like, good luck to him on this. Seriously. You want to play, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Because if they kill the filibuster in order to try to codify Roe, and they do this with 50 seats in the Senate, and they're about to get their asses just handed them in the 2022 election, let's see how this goes for you when it's 2025 and Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump or some other Republican is president, and the Republicans control the House and the Senate. And we'll see how much you enjoy the, the filibuster is deadline, you idiots. It really is incredible. But when you've never actually lost, when you've just been on a winning streak for 50 years, you don't know even what to do when you lose. And so you just keep pushing the pedal to the metal. But again, the idea always and forever is that the institutions are broken if I don't get my way. If I don't get my way. And you know what? This has an impact. It does. Because the institutional takeover of the left is, is nearly complete. It's hard to think of an institution in American society or more broadly an international society in the West that has not been impacted by the march of the left through the institutions. To take, I think, the most disturbing example of the last 48 hours or so, Nancy Pelosi went to meet with Pope Francis on Wednesday and received communion during a papal mass in St. Peter's Basilica, according to witnesses. Now, she believes that abortion is effectively a sacrament. She thinks that abortion is, a, is, is not only necessary, it is a good option for women, and that it is absolutely necessary in order for them to preserve their equality. What she means by equality, of course, is not that women have a different biology than men and should have the same general rights as men, but have different biology, and so rights materialize differently for different people. Now, what she means by that is that in order for women to be their freest, most sexual beings, they must have the ability to kill babies in the womb. Otherwise, their biology will dictate differently, and that would be bad. So they have to overcome their biology so they can find their subjective sense of identity that makes them feel good. And you must mirror it. You must mirror it, and you must cheer. Nancy Pelosi proclaiming, in the same sentence that she is a religious Catholic and also abortion on demand is unthinkable, which is why there are certain areas of the Catholic Church in her own, in her own town, San Francisco, that will not provide her communion. And this, of course, led Whoopi Goldberg to the amazing statement that a cardinal denying, denying communion to Nancy Pelosi was not his job when it literally was his job. Well, the Pope, right? Pope Francis is a very left-leaning Pope. I mean, it's very clearly true for like the place he has chosen to put his focus is not on, for example, pro-life issues. Not that he's anti-life, but he's not chosen to put his focus there. He's put it on the environment. He's put on radical wealth redistribution. 
Pope Francis giving Nancy Pelosi communion the same week that she's calling for abortion on demand until point of birth demonstrates the hollowing out of institutions that are necessary to the preservation of Western civilization. I'm a Jew. The Catholic Church is deeply important to the continued health and thriving of Western civilization, considering the impact that it has had on the building of Western civilization in the first place. And the hijacking of these institutions, by the way, it's true in a wide variety of political communities. Lest you think I'm signaling out the Catholics here, I think it's happening inside the Jewish community. I think that it's happening inside the Protestant community. It looks like it's happening across the board. Religious leaders are simply afraid to proclaim the morality of their own point of view. They've relied on the weak need response that we're religious, so we get to have our own arguments, we get to have our own belief system. That is not the response you should be making. The response that religious leaders need to make, it's the only reason people should be religious, is that there are eternal moral values that are worthy of commitment. Those eternal moral values are worthy of defense, and you want them to win. And when you do things like the Pope giving communion to a woman who overtly directs herself against the fundamental precepts of that church, what you are doing is undermining the credibility of that church. I don't think there's any other way to read that. You know, as our religious leaders are hijacked by a leftist institutional culture that really disagrees strenuously with moral precepts of religion, things are getting pretty dicey out there. They're also getting dicey financially speaking. And this is one of the reasons you need to check out my friends over at American Financing. The cost of everything continues to rise. I mean, like all the things especially if there's an interest rate tied to it. And we now know that the Federal Reserve is probably going to raise interest rates even more. Have you seen some of these numbers? They're really frightening. I mean, like 40-year highs. Give our friends at American Financing a call right now. Learn about your financial options right now. I mean, like right now. They're a family-owned lender known for saving customers up to 1000 bucks a month, plus tens of thousands of bucks long-term. Their mortgage consultants will review your entire financial picture to find every opportunity to help you save. That may be offering more flexible mortgage terms, consolidating your high interest debt, even helping you access cash. So why not learn more? You can get a free no-obligation mortgage review right now by calling 866-721-3300. That's 866-721-3300 or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182-334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Again, get that free no-obligation mortgage review right now. Call 866-721-3300. That's 866-721-3300. Visit my friends at AmericanFinancing.net today, AmericanFinancing.net. Alrighty, last night was our biggest live event of the year here at Daily Wire backstage at the Ryman. Was it one for the ages? Indeed. Did we light up Nashville with all of our announcements? You betcha. Did we even dress up like evil Bond villains the way that Klaus Schwab does at one of his creepy world economic forums? No, we didn't, except for Michael Knowles. We celebrated our biggest wins of the year. Like, what is a woman? The biggest documentary of 2022. And the book, which took the world by storm. And our summer blockbuster, Terror on the Prairie, which brought Gina Carano back in a big, big way. And we made some earth-splitting announcements, like the launch of Daily Wire Plus, that, as I said earlier, the new streaming service for our fast-growing library of shows, movies, coming soon animated and live-action kids content. And we dropped the biggest news of all. Jordan Peterson has signed a multi-year deal with Daily Wire Plus. Members will get access to exclusive content, new podcasts, shows, and more. We also expanded our existing relationship with PragerU with a brand new master's program with Dennis Prager personally coming this fall. This is only the beginning, folks. There's a lot more to come. The time to join right now. Head on over to dailywireplus.com. Again, that's dailywireplus.com. The letter, the, the, the actual spelling is dailywireplus.com. Become a Daily Wire Plus member. Again, dailywireplus.com today. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So as the left believes that it has taken over the institutions, it has simultaneously gotten more and more radical in its arguments. And the arguments don't even make any sense. Like, there are arguments that internally have no consistency, but because the left believes that everything is a power game, the arguments are completely secondary to the priority. So this is how you end up with the spectacle of people like Ayanna Presley, the congresswoman from Massachusetts, making the argument that the overturning of Roe versus Wade is a matter of life and death for LGBTQ people, plus minus divided by sign. Sorry, I forgot about the ampersand. Yeah, you wouldn't want to leave out the tilde. Here she is explaining. It's this is not even remotely a logical argument. It makes no sense. It is precisely the opposite of, of reality. But again, the argument doesn't make any sense. It's just about the power. We know there's a black maternal morbidity crisis. This is an issue that Vice President Harris has led on. Black women are three to four times more likely to die in childbirth. We know that for those that do not have means to travel to safe haven states, that they will be left with no options. And so this is a matter of life and death for our LGBTQ siblings, for the disabled, for low-income women, for women of color, for black women. For LGBTQ people, I'm going to need a chart. I'm going to need a chart. I may not be an expert here, 
But I do have three kids, and I'm aware of how children are produced. And my deep belief is that the end of abortion in red states, of all the humans on Earth, the threat is least to those who are, say, lesbian and gay. I know, call, call me crazy, but it seems to me that that's not particularly the type of sexual lifestyle that leads to the accidental bearing of children. Unless I missed something here, which I'm fairly certain I did not. But again, it's not about the argument. It's about they can say whatever radical, crazy, stupid thing they want, because if you control the institutions, you can do whatever you want. And you feel comfortable making these arguments. This is actually going to proceed a backlash, because when you make bad arguments, it turns out that many of us still want to hear the argument. If the argument is bad, we just reject it. And this is how, look, the New York Times has a piece today in which they t it is titled, For Many Women, Roe Was About More Than Abortion. It Was About Freedom. It's about freedom. After the reversal of Roe versus Wade, some women are reconsidering their plans, including where they live, wondering how best to channel their anger. Julie Bosman writing, countless women wept countless. Some spent the weekend burning white hot with rage, commiserating with friends and mothers and sisters. White hot with rage. White hot. Take a, take a cool shower. Many were fearful, recognizing the feeling of freedom being taken away and thinking to themselves, this could only get worse. Millions of American women spent the fast five days absorbing the news the Supreme Court had overturned Roe versus Wade, erasing their constitutional right to a legal abortion that it held for nearly a half century. This is a news article, by the way. This is not a commentary piece by Julie Bosman. The decision instantly reordered the lives of women across the country. Some women, especially conservative Christians, reveled in the decision as a moral and legal victory. But a poll released Sunday revealed a sizable majority of women in the United States, 67%, opposed the court's ruling to overturn Roe. For women who had sought abortions in states where clinics were forced to shudder, the ruling was an immediate catastrophe, jeopardizing their decision to terminate their pregnancies. Yet the decision reached far beyond them. Across generations and geography, across race and class, many women were sent spinning, questioning their place in society, at least in the eyes of the Supreme Court. In dozens of interviews this week, says the New York Times, American women who support abortion rights recalled the moment when they heard Roe had been overturned and how the waves and shock a fury that followed affected them. They reflected on how access to legal abortion had quietly undergirded their personal decisions, even if they'd never sought one themselves. They worried that progress many women have made since abortion was legalized in education, workplace, and culture would be halted. So they're using basically as a backstop the fact that they could kill the preborn. Like, do these people even hear themselves? Oh no, my, my, my freedom is being invaded by the fact that if I get pregnant through a voluntary act in the vast majority of cases, that I might not then be able to just kill the thing. I mean, wow, my, my freedom. I mean, I might not be able to make second-year law associate at that law firm if I have a sexual relationship with a person I don't want to marry and then I get pregnant and I don't feel like having the baby. I, I, you never know. I might, I might actually have to you know, do the most important thing that any human has ever done and bear and rear, raise a child. I might, I might have to do that. That'd be, that'd be just awful. Freedom is at stake. You know, freedom from consequence. Freedom from duty. Freedom from the realities that actually bring fulfillment to human life. That's the freedom that the left is talking about. That is not a winner. The New York Times says, when Mary Pavlich, a marketing executive in Chicago, got the notification on her phone, she was not surprised, having steeled herself for the decision, but the news still hit her like a punch, a physical reaction followed by despair. I was so sad, so angry, just feeling out of control, feeling helpless. Now, here's the thing. You're not. You're not. Your sex life unless we are talking about cases of rape and incest, which again, represent a vanishingly small number of people who get pregnant in the United States. If you're talking about the vast majority of people who get abortions and the vast majority of people who get pregnant, these things are not out of your control. They are not things that are, you are helpless about. She says, even if you knew the drop of the roller coaster was coming, it is still shocking to feel the drop. In rural Washington Springs, South Dakota, Kate Schmidt, 41, a social studies teacher, expressed her feelings partly by rage gardening. Oh, well, you know, that's... I didn't know that was a thing. Rage gardening. Sounds like a bad garage band. It's time to listen to rage gardening. She said, I'm so upset we've basically been reduced to incubators. I I'm confused. So your superpower makes you just an incubator now? I thought that that was actually, you know, there there's a, you know, forgive me for speaking a little Bible here. But this really has little to do with whether you believe in the Bible or whether you don't believe in the Bible. It's just a beautiful thought from Genesis. So one of the beautiful things about the, the explanation at the beginning of Genesis, what male and female constitute, right? It says male and female, he made them. So one of the things that when it talks about the relationship between men and women at the beginning of Genesis, it talks about Adam and Eve. And it says that a man shall leave his woman and join his wife and they shall become one flesh, right? This is the nature of, of marriage. And when it describes Eve being made, the idea is and when Adam names her, when Adam calls her, 
He says, because she is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. Right? That's the actual language he uses. Eve does not actually have an independent name. He calls her Isha at that point. He calls her a woman. He doesn't actually give her a name. Eve only becomes an independent human being in the eyes of Adam when she is not merely a reflection of his sexual self, when she is not merely an object of desire. She becomes a full human being when she becomes a mother because she's the mother of all living, right? That's the name Eve. What Genesis is saying right there, whether you believe it's written by God, whether you don't, it doesn't matter. The deeper message there is fairly obvious, which is that the most important things that you do with your body have a major impact on your life. They are, in fact, a deep element of fulfillment. And the left's attempt to strip away the thing that most characterizes women for all of human history and to treat that as an act of evil, to treat that as though this makes you an incubator, as opposed to, you know, the most important human being on earth because you are producing the next generation of people who are going to make the world better for other people. The left's attempt to strip that away and their inability to even hear themselves when they talk about it is demonstrative of how deeply they control all of these institutions. And you know what? They're not going to stay in control of these institutions. They're going to lose because of this. It's one of the reasons we're fighting back. It's one of the reasons we here at Daily Wire Plus have signed Jordan Peterson to a multi-year deal because for us, it's not just about making money. Listen, we love making money. We'd love to be, we, we are a profitable company. We hope to be a more profitable company, a larger company with more employees. We hope for all those things. But we are part of a fight for the future of the civilization. And that future rests not only on the debate and the conversations that we need to have and that the left hates down to the marrow of its bones, but it rests on promulgating actual eternal values that matter. Because the left has its own set of values and they are directly opposed to those eternal values in many cases. And unfortunately, those values of the left have seeped out through nearly every institution in our society. So we've got a lot of work to do. So if you're interested in joining us, head on over to Daily Wire Plus and use promo code PLUS for 35% off. You get so much stuff over at Daily Wire Plus, as I mentioned. You get all the Daily Wire hosts. That's me, that's Matt Walsh, that's Michael Moles, that's Jeremy Boring, that's Andrew Clavin, that's Candace Owens. You get all of that stuff. You get things like debunk. You get what is a woman. You get all of that. Plus, now you get everything Jordan Peterson related, everything PragerU Masterclass related, and PragerU's entire library. You get movies. You're going to get kids TV next year. This is part of a broader fight to take over our institutions and fight back in the culture. We're doing it. We're doing it successfully. We're going to continue winning because the left cannot be allowed to win. Their agenda is just too terrible. All right, we'll be back here later today with additional content. In the meantime, go check out one of our newest podcasts, Morning Wire. On today's episode, they report more on the surprise at January 6th hearing testimony. That episode's available right now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Bradford Carrington, executive producer Jeremy Boring, supervising producer Mathis Glover, production manager Pavel Wydowski, associate producer Savannah Dominguez-Morris, editor Adam Saievitz, audio mixer Mike Coromina, hair and makeup artist and wardrobe Fabiola Cristina, Production coordinator, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. John Bickley here, Daily Wire Editor-in-Chief. Wake up every morning with our show, Morning Wire, where we bring you all the news that you need to know in 15 minutes or less. Join me and my co-host, Georgia Howe, for daily coverage of all the biggest stories on Morning Wire. Morning Wire. 